Welcome in, everybody, to the Please Stay Inside podcast. My name is Rob. This is episode number 13. We are joined today by Jamie the Optimist. They are a musician. They have created uh, their own project called The Jamie Show over on YouTube. You can check out right now. Uh, they also have the Hey, How You Doing podcast. They've got music out. They've got a lot of different things going on. Uh, so, Jamie, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing all right, doing all right. So, Jamie, as I said, uh, a lot of different things going on. You've got a lot of different projects going on, um, which is really a, a wonderful thing. Uh, but <laughs> tell us a bit about you. Tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. So my name is Jamie Paulson. I am a musician, uh, video content creator, uh, artist, juggler, renaissance person uh, from Philadelphia. I graduated from Ursinus College last year with a double major in music and communications. And now I'm basically just trying to figure out what it is that I want to do in the real world. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and it seems like you, uh, again, you have many different options open, it seems. You know, it you are a very creative person, it seems like. I wonder where... You know, where do you feel like that creativity was cultivated? You know, how do you feel like you've become such a creative person? Yeah, so uh, I think a large part of it comes from uh, like the the way that I was raised and like early education. Uh, I've, as as I say in the first episode of the Jamie Show, I've always been a curious person. Uh, and, and have always wanted to learn more about the world around me and my myself as well and like the how how I identify and so I've I've always loved the the learning process and always loved learning new things and being bad at things but then figuring them out and uh, I'm sure part of it comes from uh, my my ADHD of constantly finding new things and being obsessed with them for a little bit and then discovering something new and then just having a million things going on at one time. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. I know exactly how that can be. Um, there are mm -hmm. so many things that I've started and stopped and I, I myself have played music for quite a while. I've written mm -hmm. things and, um, you know, I, I was never able to get into like the physical art. Um, that, mm -hmm. that seems to be a talent that misses me, <laughs> but uh, I definitely get, I, I get what you're talking about. Um, you know, and I get how the ADHD, I guess, um, at least from, from my perspective, you know, it can push us further into something that now seems more interesting to us. And, uh, you know, it seems like it's taken you a lot of different places. And one of the yeah. things that I know you talked about here, and uh, it was a really central theme in your first episode of The Jamie Show, was mm -hmm. about chasing curiosity. And so I mm -hmm. guess from your perspective, what is, well, what does it mean to chase curiosity? I'll start there. So for me, chasing curiosity is all about being open to discovering new things. And I, I feel like in society nowadays that we, we have so much opportunity to, to learn more about the world and ourselves, but we, we rarely 
do anything about it, that we're, we're always inside just scrolling through social media and seeing all these other people live their lives but but don't really do anything about our own. And so I feel like Chasing Curiosity is all about leaning into what you want to learn about and just going going into that and learning new things and trying new things and getting out of your comfort zone and just learning more about what it is that you love in in the world and trying to do those things or be those things yeah i love that you know embracing the opportunity to learn something new to explore something new you know just to take that opportunity right absolutely i love that so what is it i guess just from from your perspective you know from your experience what do you feel like can sometimes keep people from wanting to be more curious to want to i guess put themselves out there and you know try new things yeah i i feel like a big part of it is the the feel the fear of failure that mm. i i think is is so prevalent in in people that we don't want to look silly on the internet in front of people we don't we don't want to show that we're bad at something uh, cuz at least with like certain social medias, it's all about showing the the best parts of your life, kind of like a, a highlight reel of of your own experience. And so, very few people show like the 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 bad sides of their life of like trying to figure something out. Um, and so, I think that stops a lot of people from going further into what it is that they want to do. Um, and that's something that that I'm, I'm really trying to, to work on in myself. Mm. That ability to be able to try and fail and I guess be, be okay with that. Exactly. Mm. I get that. And that, that really can be such a difficult hurdle. Um, I, I think definitely for, you know, the reasons you talk about that, um, we are, we are constantly fed this narrative that, you know, the successful people are so perfect and, you know, we don't get to see them fail and, you know, the, the pictures, the videos, everything that people put out, um, you know, it's been through so much before it gets to you. Um, exactly. Yeah, people lose sight of that uh, a lot. So I guess through the project that you're doing through, uh, through the Jamie show, I guess, how do you attempt to, I guess, embody this message of, you know, being okay with, you know, making some mistakes from here and there, or even just not even limited to the Jamie show, just how do you attempt to embody that? I know you said that that's part of where you're trying to grow right now as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's definitely been uh, a struggle in, in trying to figure that out. But I, I think the main thing that's driving it right now is attempting to care less about what other people think and, and realizing that my own ideas and my own opinions are, are really the only ones that matter and that I'm, I'm not trying to do anything that I do to like perform for other people, but I'm, I'm just doing it for, for myself and for the love of creating whatever it is that I want to create. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that. And I mean, for, for you, I guess what, 
Can you think of, I guess, an experience or just a moment where curiosity, you know, it did lead to something that perhaps you didn't expect. It led to something that was, you know, really, it, it made the journey worthwhile. Yeah. So I, I think um, one prime example from from very recently was uh, the the walk that I did in the woods at the end of the the first episode of the Jamie Show. I think that experience really inspired the entire episode because it, it, it happened on a day when uh, I had finished up uh, earlier than I, I usually do at work and it was it was a beautiful day it was like spring spring weather um, and I just felt like going for a walk in in the woods and there's this place near near my house um, that has like a really nice hiking trail that I've been to a lot in the past, but there were a whole bunch of like different little locations that I'd never, I, I had been curious about in the past, but had never diverged from like the main path. And I, I just decided to explore all those different spaces that I had neglected before. And for whatever reason, I, I just decided to, uh, grab my phone and start recording some of my experiences and it really just from discovering this like one offshoot path it kind of sparked uh, a whole bunch of curiosity in in the other places around there and and i would say that that almost entirely inspired the the first episode to be made mm. wow so this this curiosity is what inspired the whole the whole project in general pretty much yeah wow huh it, it, it's so <laughs> funny when i was when i was wanting to ask you that question it was that exact moment that came to mind for me um yeah because like i love the outdoors i love hiking I love backpacking and i find that a lot of times it is like i've always approached that area of my life in such a like regimented structured way like we're going to look mm -hmm. at the map before we even go we're going to know exactly where we're going if we sense that we might be a little off trail we're going to go back and we're going to start going through and yeah. like i i just remember watching you you know go all through the woods and you start watching the sunset and even just then even just vicariously experiencing that and watching you do it I'm still having all these thoughts of like, well, what if it gets dark? Well, what's it going to do when it gets dark? How's it, how's it going to get back? And yeah. so I, you know, I sensed my own anxieties in just watching <laughs> you be curious. And so I, I guess I, I want to ask you, are there, in that moment at least, were there any, because you said that you've been curious about this before, was there mm -hmm. anything that you feel like had been kind of keeping you from allowing the curiosity to then manifest into, into the behavior? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I've I've struggled with anxiety for for most of my life, um, and like even even when I was going for that walk, like the the things that you you don't see was uh, like me constantly fearing that my my phone battery was going to die like before I got home, and or like even just people walking by as I'm filming myself and like being self-conscious about doing all these like weird kind of childish things in public. Um, and also like the, the point when I was kind of walking down the, the side of uh, a very steep walking path, I was 
scared that I was going to like fall down and hurt myself in some way and not be able to, and like, I, I was alone on that day. And so like, if I had mm. injured myself in any way, I didn't really have anyone that I could call to like rescue me or anything. And mm. so, so those kind of fears were, were very present, but I, I didn't let them hinder, uh, me still exploring curiosity. Yeah. You found a way to push through. Exactly. Huh. Was there anything that I guess allowed you to do that? Like, was this a special day for you? Was it just, but did like, did the feeling just kind of hit you? Like today's the day we're going, we're going up there. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't, I don't think there was anything special that like it, it was just a, a normal day for me. Like I, I went to work in the morning, uh, and I, I mean, I was, I was feeling pretty good when I woke up that day. Um, and so like, by the time I got to work, I was already in a pretty good place mentally. And so I think that definitely helped, uh, me to continue, uh, feeling good throughout the day. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think there was anything in particular that um, affected my ability to to do that. Hmm. Awesome. I, I yeah. feel like it's. Uh, I, I feel like it speaks to. I, I feel like sometimes the anxiety can be based around like, well, I feel like I'm not ready to make this step yet, and. Um, like, you know, we, we push this thing off over and over again because we feel like it's just not, it's not the right time. And so I honestly mm -hmm. really love being able to hear that. It was just, let's go up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like that's very inspiring to be able to understand that, you know, we can, we can kind of push through that at, at any given, any given moment. Um, Definitely. So, I mean, I, uh, you know, and, and feel free to, uh, feel, I guess I, I wanted to ask, um, yeah. how you feel like, you know, given your experience with anxiety, have you found that maybe the anxiety has, has been limiting in the past for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, so I've, I've struggled specifically with, with social anxiety for a really long time. And that has definitely like, is one of the biggest reasons probably why I, I haven't uh, like done certain things or like put off phone conversations that I like need to have or put off like responding to to important emails um, and, or even just putting off just introducing myself to to people like in the real world and constantly like playing these scenarios in my head of every way that this conversation could go wrong and like constantly thinking and overthinking about everything that that could go wrong in any situation um and so it it, it has had a profound impact on my life i'd say so far mm. yeah a lot of limitations from the from the what ifs it sounds like yeah mm. i hear you have you found that that's changed as time's gone on? Like, are there things that have made things more manageable for you? Um, so one thing 
that I have started doing just in the past year or so um, is I I just talk to myself mm. where I'll, I'll like go for a walk and I, I kind of call it talking to my conscience mm. where um, I'll like uh, specifically on, on days when like I'm having a rough time or feel that my anxiety is, is worse than usual. I'll just mm. kind of talk out how I'm feeling almost like I'm talking to a therapist or something and, and I'll, I'll, say the things of like, oh, well, how, how is this making you feel? Or why do you think you're experiencing this? And I'll, I'll treat it like I'm talking to another person that, that I really value. Mm -hmm. And that has really allowed me to unpack some, some of the things going on in my head and figuring out why I'm feeling certain things. And also, allowing myself to feel certain ways like not not bottling up my anger or frustration but just saying like it's it's totally valid to feel frustrated right now so let's just feel frustrated yes yes and i i feel like you're you're talking about something that so often i i i don't i still don't necessarily know fully i guess it's different for everybody what it is that causes people to do it but people so often just shut these things down and it's just yeah. like the second that emotion gets going it's like no we aren't feeling this we aren't talking about this anything like that yeah yeah i i think um that that can be really damaging to to oneself and uh it's it's something that I, I used to do all the time where like when I was growing up, I, I had kind of like a, a toxic positivity kind of mm. mindset where I'd be like, no more sad things are only happy from, from now on. Like we're not feeling any negative emotions. And I, I realized just in the past couple of years, how, how, how that kind of mindset was affecting me and how important it is to experience those those more negative emotions and mm. how it can kind of get you to see things in a different way. Right. I mean, in, in talking about the the dialogue that you have with yourself, which is something I've been um, I've been really trying to practice recently myself. Um, you mm -hmm. know, I, I I too have a really fractured style of communicating with myself, and you know, I I too have spent. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, anxiety is so uncomfortable. And it's something that, you know, I, I know for myself, experiencing it for such a long amount of time, at some mm -hmm. point, it's just like, just go away. Like, just whatever I got to do to make this stop, I will make it stop. You know, and yeah. which feeds into avoiding things and not wanting to do things and feeds into, you know, shutting off your emotions when they start to happen. But I feel like that, that dialogue that you talk about really opening up that's a lot of what our emotions are. It's, you know, it's our body, it's our traumas, it's our, you know, our childhood selves trying to tell us something like, I need you to listen, I need this from us, you know, so that we can begin to, to relieve some of this. And so yeah. I feel like what you're talking about of listening to these emotions and talking back to it and having that dialogue with yourself, it makes such a profound amount of sense. Um, 
mm-hmm. and why it would be such a healing type of thing. Um, I guess I, I wonder if it has helped you in ways outside of, I guess, just the anxiety part, if it has just helped you to, I guess, in a sense, just build a better relationship with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so so one way that um, that kind of played out was around two years ago. Um, so w- one thing that I've, I've always struggled with is uh, just feeling seen, I guess, because um, I, so I'm not formally diagnosed, but around two years ago, I made the realization that uh, I was autistic and um, it came at a time when I was feeling very invisible to the world mm-hmm. that I, I always felt like I was on the outside looking in, like seeing all my friends or all, all my peers, like having a great time and getting to know each other, but that I was just like part of the furniture or a fly on the wall, kind of looking, looking into a snow globe and never feeling like I was a part of any group that I was really a part of. Mm. And um, there was this one day when I was just on YouTube and was recommended this video that said like 10 common autism traits or something. And I, I watched the video and like resonated with every single thing it was talking about. Mm. And so that really got me interested in in looking up more um and so i i did a whole bunch of research and talked with other people who who were autistic and tried to like compare life experiences and that really helped me to like recontextualize my life and it it just made everything make so much sense um and so that was like and so in in that moment when when I realized that I was autistic, it made me question everything that I had known about myself and made me realize that for pretty much my entire life, I had been masking who I was. I was trying to put on this persona that I had seen in the world around me of like people that were cool or like mm. TV characters that seemed like they knew what they were doing. And so I was mimicking all these people around me, but was never truly myself. And so that was a really terrifying realization to make that where I had no idea who I was. And so I one day just made the decision that I am going to create myself from scratch. I'm going mm. to talk to myself about what what things I I value in in the world and like my my core values as as a person so that no matter who I decide to become, I know that these facts are always going to be true. Um, and then from there, I just kind of created the version of myself that I wanted to be. Hmm. Wow. And so, like you said, you kind of started from scratch. You started just 
just building, you know, making that connection, yeah. trying to, I guess, further, further discover yourself and express the values that you wanted to express. Exactly. Mm. I, man, I, I feel like I go sort of like both ways on this. Like it just, cause it sounds like it can be such a fulfilling experience to be able to, you know, really like, okay, let's, break down the mask let's begin to really just get down to like who who am i like who have i been this whole time and at the same yeah. time i understand that unmasking can be uh, a bit a bit scary sometimes um working through that yeah. i wonder what yeah. your experience has been like with that yeah so there there are definitely places where i i feel more safe unmasking around people. Like I, I, I really have to trust the other person in order to kind of let my guard down for a little bit. And then there are, there are other times where I'll be interacting with someone who it clearly doesn't really understand things about uh, like being neurodivergent or, or autistic or ADHD or gender fluid or something. And where I feel out of necessity that I, I have to leave the mask on a little bit just mm. to make them more comfortable with like social norms or whatever. Um, but there, I'm, I'm definitely starting to get better about attempting to unmask in just everyday scenarios. Mm. I can appreciate that. That it's mm -hmm. not a, uh, it's not like an all or nothing thing of just like, it's off and it's not going back on, but you know, right. you're, you're, you're easing yourself into things and you know, you're recognizing the times when it's like, okay, it's let's, let's just kind of keep it on for, for a little bit during this interaction. Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I guess in, in beginning to unmask and just in beginning to look into again the chasing the curiosity even about yourself um mm -hmm. have you found i guess communicate uh no, not communication uh, like communities <laughs> on youtube TikTok um that you feel like have been um have really spoken to you it's just been has, has kind of helped you through this process yeah absolutely i i would say TikTok is probably the the community that mm -hmm. i i feel like the most able to be myself in so I, I originally created my TikTok account kind of as a joke because mm -hmm. I, I had seen, it was in, I think like May of 2019, I had seen this one YouTube video of this guy I followed, um, Ryan Trahan, who made a video where he attempted to go TikTok viral in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I saw that video and hit, like he did pretty well. And so I was like, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And so I created the account and I tried to like follow trends that, that seemed popular at the time and very quickly found out that it was a lot harder than I originally <laughs> imagined. Yes. And so that, that made me pretty discouraged. Uh, and so I would, I would watch TikToks, but didn't really make anything for, for a little while. Um, and then, uh, the school year, um, came around and I just felt like making little silly videos um, just about stuff that I was doing or uh, like lip syncing to popular song bits or something. And uh, over time started getting more 
familiar and comfortable with with using the app and would show more personal sides of my life and over time uh started to get a little bit of a following and and people who seemed genuinely interested in who I was and my life and that was like the first glimpse into what what it became which I'm I'm now incredibly grateful for for the community that I've been able to to build over there and I've been able to really show all the aspects of my life and people seem really engaged and interested in in what I have to say and what I'm doing um and so that's been really gratifying Mm, I could bet I mean that's where I um where I had initially found you was was through TikTok as well um and, and I've seen so much you know uh again it's it's so diverse but you know there is like so much like just just uh, positivity is the is the word that consistently jumps out to me um mm-hmm. you know playing some music even uh, I think I think the most recent video of yours that I saw was like the lip sync to the um if I were a fish and you caught me yeah. uh, which beautiful song I, I Oh, I love that song. It's been stuck in my head for the past two days. Yeah, I think it comes out on streaming services later this week. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Good for them. Um, Yeah. So I guess for you, I mean, I I definitely hear that, you know, there's the community. And I I feel like people oftentimes they talk about um, the real negative side to social media, which it absolutely exists. There can be just this very gross underbelly. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, there's this beautiful sense of community. And I mean... Um, I feel like I've been on every, I've been on every social media app and I've never connected with people the way that I have on TikTok. Um, Absolutely. Like you, it just, it finds your people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so amazing. Yeah. So, I've, I've been, uh, like looking into, um, like all these, the updates about the, the TikTok ban that's been right. proposed and that it's, it's really scary to to think about the idea of of losing that sense of community that i've been building over the last four years or so um because you're you're absolutely right that i i I really don't think that that type of community exists on on any other uh like social media platform at the moment Mm -hmm. and i i don't know what it is about tiktok but there's there's something where 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 you're you're absolutely right where it just finds your people. Mm. And, and I can absolutely relate to the, uh, to that fear of losing that community. Um, yeah, I know initially, you know, initially when like, it was like, okay, they're going to have like a whole committee hearing on this and just seeing the way that they were, um, the way that they're approaching it in such just a harsh way. Like it was not like, it wasn't like the typical, like two sides of the coin. It was just like, no, we're all very much against this app. Um, yeah. It, that was definitely one of the things that was hitting me a lot of just, I couldn't imagine backing up from here um, and having yeah. to figure all this out again. Because I mean, I, similar to like what you're talking about of like being able to like hear stories that you just relate so much to and that teaching you so much about yourself. That's an experience I've absolutely had as well. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I see other people having those experiences. And so, um it does just seem like so many people would lose their communities, which is uh, a, a terrible thing to to have to imagine. Yeah. Um, 
at least for the time being, what do you feel like you really hope to, what do you hope to, I guess, uh, I can't remember what the, what the word is for it, um, <laughs> I guess to get out through your content, like what is it that you try to, that you try to capture through your content? I I would say the biggest thing that I try to capture on my account is is just hope and mm. show finding ways to to show that the world is not as terrible and hateful as people seem to to think that it is and show all the the little beauties uh around us all the time um and and just show that you're allowed to be happy when the world is in chaos mm. i i can appreciate that you're mm -hmm. allowed to be happy when the world's in chaos i like yeah. that a lot thank you huh so i i know one of the um I mean, you use the term optimist in your username, you know, Jamie the Optimist. Um, yeah. Which is that, um, is that your, your musician name as well? Yeah, yeah. Jamie the Optimist is the name that I use for my music, which uh, is on all streaming services. Um, and yeah, because optimism has, has always been a word that's kind of been associated with me, like... Mm when when people are referring to me to to other people i feel like i've i've heard that word used a lot and mm. it's something that i i i hold really uh near and dear to to my heart as like one of my core values um and i feel like a lot of people when they hear the word optimism they assume that it means like, oh, you think everything is mm. great and kind of this like toxic positivity kind of mindset or the, the cliche is like glass half full. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, optimism is about being able to see the good in everything around you, no matter how it may present or how other people might see it, that there is always good things happening around you and being able to observe those, those things and always, uh, having, always having the best intentions toward people and assuming good intentions from, from other people as well. Mm. I can appreciate that. Trying to notice the, um, you know, notice the, the good things that are consistently passing us by rather yeah. than, I guess, hyper-fixating on the, on the negative. Exactly. Okay. I, I like that. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, I also do recognize that there is that doom part. And, you know, with further access to all of the information in the world, um, you know, I, I am also very cognizant of the fact that there is so much negativity and so much doom that I feel like we are faced with on a, on a daily basis. So, I mean, how does one try to maintain optimism? It's really hard. Yeah. It's really difficult sometimes. And part, part of the reason that I try to associate myself with optimism is 
almost as a way to hold myself accountable because mm. there there are a lot of days when I wake up and I'll like see a news article or something and and I just and it makes me start to to lose hope in in the world that we live in and it's so easy to to fall down that that rabbit hole of of doom and uh, just always feeling like the world is about to end. Mm -hmm. But that, that way of living, at least for me, is really not sustainable. And, um, I think, you know, part, part of it as, as bad as it might sound is just like being able to tune out some of that noise. Like it's, it like, obviously things are really scary in the world right now. And like, it's sometimes difficult to imagine a future in, mm -hmm. in the world that we live in. But I, I often find that that way of thinking is not helpful to me. And so I, I tried to turn down the, the volume on, on the static that, that we hear all the time mm. uh, and just uh, turn my attention towards the the beauty that mm. that is around us yeah very well put jamie um thank you and, and i really appreciate that you use the word static you know it, it's not mm -hmm. about tuning things out completely it is about becoming a little bit more focused i think um yeah and i know that's that's uh, I, I feel like that's that's part of what i would really love to be able to do with my life because i do hmm. I, I care a lot about everything and I focus too much on, I think, the static. Like, mm. um, you know, there are very core issues in our society going on right now. But the part that always grabs my attention is people being like horrible to each other and like watching like gotcha debates or like I'll be scrolling mm -hmm. through TikTok and it's one of those lives where there are 16 people in a room, all of them arguing. And yeah. it's just like... You know, that kind of thing is incredibly toxic and it pulls away from your ability to then be effective in addressing, you know, these core issues that are at the center of the static, right? And, yeah. you know, when it comes to optimism, being able to see and notice and raise up the people who are doing the good work in these areas and being able to, um, you know, remain hopeful that mm -hmm. there is something that can be done, um, you know, I, yeah. I feel like... I don't know, I, just, I resonate so much with that word that you used of static and tuning out mm -hmm. that static. I, I really love that. Thank you. Yeah. Are, are there any things that you, I guess, practice on a daily basis or just somewhat frequently that help you to kind of stay in this headspace, that help you to remain, um, you know, a little tuned out of the, of the static or at least turned down from the static? Yeah, I, I think... So one thing that I've always been kind of not necessarily self-conscious about, but I've been aware of the thoughts that this provokes of, um, you know, I, I feel like activism is, is a huge, uh, like thing right now. And, um, people always like wanting you, wanting everyone to, to be involved and, and to, to help uh, like 
people who who are in oppressed minority groups, um, and that it, it's so easy to to say like, oh well, what are you doing to mm. to help the cause, and like feel inadequate at like my my actions and feel like I'm not contributing to to help a cause or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but one one thing uh, that I made a TikTok about recently was the the idea that you can't help others if if you don't help yourself first. Mm-hmm. And just like being able to smile at someone at the grocery store or something even though it might not help end racism as like a whole or something, it might be just enough to, to help someone have a little bit of a better day. Mm. Um, and that like these, these kinds of small things, um, are, are things that, that we can do on, on like a smaller scale to make the world a tiny bit of a better place. Mm. And that that's, um, that like you don't have to get involved in in every like uh, activist group because I mean it's it's absolutely great to to help when you can and like mm-hmm. sign petitions and and like have conversations with people, but that it's it's also important to be able to to help yourself so that you can help others. Mm. Yeah, I think that the saying that people often use is you can't pour from an empty glass. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, that, that makes a lot of sense as well. And I, I think you do bring up really good points of being able to, you know, of course, take care of ourselves and, um, you know, to utilize even small moments as a moment of, you know, being able to implement change, you know, uh, you yeah. know, small moments with a stranger can really change the whole trajectory of their day. Um, yeah. You know, and then when we have that, um, when we have the ability to become, you know, when we have the ability to get into a very focused mission, you know, being able to seize those opportunities, um, you know, when they, when they become available, um, yeah. you know, but making sure that we're, we're focused in a way where we can continue to be effective um, and we're not exactly. taking on every issue um, that we could possibly take on. I, I, yeah. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Um, so I would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about your music. Um, sure. So for you, what is it that I guess began to get you began to get you into music? Yeah. So I grew up in a very musical household. Uh, my my parents both played instruments and and sang and were were good friends with a lot of like local musicians and and so I was kind of and, and also. Um, I would listen to a lot of like the Beatles and Bob Dylan and Pete Seeger and uh, other like folk and folk rock uh, style musicians. And, and so that was the atmosphere that I was raised under. Um, and every year we would go to the Philadelphia Folk Festival. Mm. And I remember there was this one year uh, when I believe Jake Shumabukuru was like the, one of the main headline performers and he's a very talented uh, ukulele player and I remember seeing that and and being like oh that that's like I want to do that kind of thing mm. um, and so there was this craft 
area uh, that where like a whole bunch of vendors can sell things to people. And there was this one vendor that was uh, from like a music shop and they were selling uh, like ukuleles and other instruments. And I remember uh, asking my parents if, if I could get uh, a ukulele and they didn't get it for me in that moment, but my, my when my next birthday came around, uh, they got me a ukulele, and so I I just started uh, learning learning chords and being able to to play songs that I liked, and then eventually started writing my own music and started performing it, and people seemed to to really enjoy the stuff that I was doing, and I haven't stopped since. Wow, that's awesome! Thank you. Um, and you've you've like you said you've now got um you've got music out on all streaming platforms. Uh, Jamie the Optimist. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I, I'm I'm curious in the trajectory of how it all went. So I mean, you you get this, you get the ukulele, you begin practicing, you begin making music, um, and at some point you you traversed into beginning to make your own music. Um, yeah. which I mean, as somebody who, who plays music myself, I know that that mm-hmm. is such a, that is such a step up from just yeah. doing covers and just, you know, playing other people's music. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, this, I feel like relates all back to again, chasing curiosity. And so I wonder how that has, how that went for you and your music and you know, what that was like beginning to embrace the not only writing the music, but then performing it for people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So performing the music was, was definitely, um, a, a initially very difficult. And like my, my anxiety would always, uh, come up like, right. As I was about to, to perform and be like constantly worrying about the, the worst case scenario kind of thing. Um, but I, I think my, my love for creating and performing would, would always outweigh the, those negative self talks that I had, um, which was how I was able to continue doing it. But there's, there's definitely always times, um, when, when I would, constantly doubt myself and Mm. doubt my abilities and be like oh this is not the best song that you could have written and people are gonna hate it and but but somehow i i find a way to overcome those those feelings yeah and that is so difficult we can all be our own worst critic a lot of the time exactly how do you uh I guess, do you view it differently now? Like, do you view writing music and do you view performing a little bit differently than you did like before that first song was written before that first performance? Yeah, I I think I've definitely been able to develop my own sound and style uh, over, over the years that like when I was originally starting out, I would, I would just try to like copy whatever artist or song I was really into at the time and would try to write lyrics in the style of the artist that I was into. Um, but then during college, uh, was when I really started to like put music out. And, um, I was also really into like writing poetry at that Mm -hmm. time. And so one thing that 
helped inspire uh, song lyrics was I would take ideas from poems that I had written and tried to turn them more into like a, a lyric style and try to make things rhyme more, but also have songs that were were just like words in an order that I had wanted to put them in without caring about rhyme scheme and things like that. Mm. Okay. I, I like that. You, you yeah. approach it more of like, uh, I don't, it, it does sound more personal that you are just like, you're, you're taking your own poetry or you're, you're just, even just in general, just taking words and just let's get them out first and then kind of, yeah. kind of go from there. Exactly. Huh. Okay. And I, I feel like, you know, this also harkens back to one of the things that you talked about of like, you know, being okay with making mistakes and being okay with messing up. Um, you know, it does seem like it's, it's far more safe to do something that's already been done, but it is mm-hmm. massively threatening to try to create your own style and try to go in your own direction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that kind of feeling is, is, very present even even still today about like feeling like I'm leaning too heavily on certain influences and Mm. being like oh people can totally tell that I'm like borrowing this idea from another song Mm. um but one one thing that I've been trying to uh get better at is 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 just being more confident in in my own abilities to create things and not caring about how it turns out or caring about if there's something I could do to make it better because like finishing projects is is probably my mm. my biggest weakness at the moment where I I have a million ideas and I start all of them but it, like all of them just stay in that unfinished stage. Um, and so just being able to say, okay, this is as good as I can make this right now. I'm just going to put it out. I'm not going to care about how people react to it. I have created a new thing and this thing now exists mm. and that's okay. And that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And mm. that's, that's a moment of incredible vulnerability as well. Yeah. Wow. To be able to just like, we're, we're, we're going. It's out now. Yeah, I love that. exactly. <laughs> do you do all of it yourself as well? Like, do you write all the parts, do all the producing, all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I, I produce all my own songs. And so far, I have not used any samples in my music. So everything that you hear is 100% original or mm-hmm. at least like inspired by other things. Mm-hmm. But then I record all my songs. I write the lyrics. I mix everything. I master it. I promote everything myself. Um, and it's pretty exhausting yes. to say the least. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've always been really stubborn with mm-hmm. the things that I create and feeling like I'm, the only person who can see the things that I want mm. to create. Like I've, I've never been able to trust other people in seeing my vision. Mm. Um, and that's, that's something that I've, I've 
been trying to to get better at recently and have the the understanding that other people have knowledge that I can draw from and that I don't have to do everything myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been, there's actually several people that um, I'm planning on collaborating with in, in the near future on, on music things. And that that's very exciting. Yeah, let's go. That'll be yeah. such an interesting experience. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like it'll, um, you know, it can not only result in some awesome music, but, you know, given that it is a growing edge for you, it can be a great opportunity to be able to, you know, face a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of the anxiety, a little bit of the vulnerability that it takes to give up a little bit of control, uh, yeah. which is such a difficult thing to do. Yeah. I definitely empathize with that. Mm-hmm. So I, I can definitely admire that you're, that you're attempting to go in that direction. Thank you. Um, so I, I hear that, you know, those are some of the, some of the projects you're working towards now. Um, mm-hmm. One of the last things that I noticed in, you know, doing some research for, for getting ready um, for the podcast today, it was that you, uh, you have a podcast of your own that you were, that you were working on. Uh, so yeah. tell us a bit about the uh, Hey, How You Doing podcast. Sure. So uh, the Hey, How You Doing podcast is a comedy podcast with myself and a character that I created uh, last summer named Sunset Jerry and he basically he he's your your standard like New York Italian American mm-hmm. uh, citizen um, where he he grew up trying to like where he was told that he had to be like very macho and mm-hmm. you know can conceal his emotions and stuff but he at his core is is a very sensitive person and uh, has a very warm energy to him and is very passionate about sunsets and other very specific topics. And so the the podcast is basically a conversation between Jamie and Jerry. um, And we, we talk about different life experiences. And eventually I, I want to, try and make the podcast be kind of like an advice show where people can like write in with uh, a situation that they've been in recently that they want help or advice about. And then the two of us just kind of talk about uh, how, how we would go about handling that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, haven't, I haven't really done anything like that yet because um, I, I would need to like set up a, a system for people to be able to write into the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's the direction that eventually I'd, I'd like to kind of pivot it towards. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I love Thank that you. idea of, uh, yeah, the, the advice, uh, the advice piece. I, that, that's a really good idea. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so I mean, with, with all of these different things going on, I mean, how do you, how do you find the time for things? How do you prioritize? How do you, just how do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's definitely a challenge on on a day to day basis, and there's and there are some times where I kind of have to force myself to be creative or to like focus on a certain thing, where I I will have an idea of when I would like a certain thing to be finished and. 
I know the steps that I need to take in order to get it there, but the actual doing of mm -hmm. the things is probably the most difficult, yes. especially when, when you have to deal with other life things. Like mm -hmm. I, I have to find the time around uh, like working um, mm -hmm. to like try and get everything done. Cause at the moment I'm just working part-time at a, a grocery store near near my house and I, I work the, the evening shifts. Mm -hmm. And so it's by, by the time I get home, I'm, I'm so exhausted that mm -hmm. I really don't have the energy to, to put into the things that I want to create, which has been really frustrating. Um, just because, you know, money is so necessary in the world right. that we live in. Um, and at the moment has kind of consumed my my energy for for this the last like four or five months or so mm. um and so it's i've i've really had to to be disciplined and be able to try and work through um like being exhausted and still mm. trying to to work towards the the things that i want to make right i i hear that and it's mm -hmm. such a difficult balance having to balance the necessities of life with the things that we are genuinely passionate about, the things that give us life. Yeah. Um, it, it's such a difficult balance. And I mean, exactly. I, I really hope that you're able to, you know, able to continue to do the things that you love because you are clearly so creative and so talented in so many different areas. And I, I really do hope that you get to continue to do that. Um, Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. Um, and I, I've worked the graveyard shift before. I, I used to work um, a 7-Eleven graveyard shift, and mm -hmm. it's, it was tough. That's a tough business, having to work at yeah. night and then sleep during the day. Um, yeah. So it's, it's very impressive that you've been able to continue to do, to do what you do. Thank you. Uh, so um, I guess as we, you know, as we begin bringing things to a close today, it's been a real pleasure getting to talk to you, getting to... Uh, uh, getting to know who you are and getting to hear a lot of your perspective on things. Um, Likewise. So I guess just generally, like, what do you feel like you would really like your message to be to everybody listening? Um, yeah. Uh, ooh. Um, and you can only choose one thing, <laughs> one very specific thing. Yeah. Um, I, I guess my... My message for people is being your authentic self is really the only thing that matters. And as difficult as it is that nobody else's opinion of you really matters, that your your own the way that you see yourself is the only thing that matters and you have the ability to become whoever it is that you want to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's an amazing message, Jamie. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, last but not least, um, Jamie, anything you would like to plug? Where can the people find your content, your music, everything? Yeah, so uh, you can follow me on TikTok at Jamie the Optimist. Um, 
You can find my music on all streaming ser services. Also, Jamie the Optimist. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Jamie Paulson. Um, and check out the, the first episode of The Jamie Show, which I'm incredibly proud of. And episode two is, is coming pretty soon. Um, and yeah, I have uh, a couple albums on the way that I'm, I'm very excited for, uh, one of which I'm planning on dropping uh, in early June. It's called Howl at the Moon. Um, I'm very excited for, for that and to share it with the world. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I have both a personal and uh, like music account. It's at Jamie the Optimist Official for my music and at Jamie.Paulson for my more just everyday life account. Um, but yeah. Let's go. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very, very excited for, uh, for episode two. Um, Thank you so and, much. And also the, the, the music. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank um, you. So, all right, Jamie the Optimist, Jamie Paulson, thank you so much for coming on the Please Stay Inside podcast. It's been wonderful getting to have you. Um, thank you so much. It's, it's been an honor to, to be uh, interviewed for, for this, and it's been really nice getting to, to talk with you for the last hour or so. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, thank you to everybody who is either watching live on YouTube or is listening later on whatever streaming platform you use. This has been the Please Stay Inside podcast. My name is Rob. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will talk again next time.